Hey everyone, this is Kenny Heflin and we're hosting Nude Radio. I am accompanied by one of my best friends. She is amazing and a ball of sunshine. And uh, I'll let her introduce herself to you guys. Hi guys, it's Jenny Farrell here. Hi Jenny. <laughs> Anywho, we're going to discuss uh, a really cool topic that I had uh, posted on my Instagram over the week. And it was on a poll that asked people if they were still in love with their ex and how long did it take for them to get over their ex? And I had a few different options, of course. And those options were if it took, you know, weeks slash months, if it took years, uh, if they are still in love with their ex or if it's Facebook complicated. So. I mean, you know, I can I can pretty much uh, assume what most people were going to say. But of course, we don't know everybody and everyone had different inputs, which were pretty good. But um, I know, uh, you know, as far as the people that did engage, had some really good feedback. So, um, Jenny, did you actually have uh, any type of guesstimations on who voted for what? I'm assuming that people probably voted mostly for weeks and months, most likely months, I think. I mean, for myself, it was definitely a little over a year. Um, you know, I dated a guy for almost four years. So they say that, you know, depending on the length of time you're with that person, the longer it's going to take uh, to get over them. So I'd say mine was definitely a little over a year. Interesting. I've never heard that. I think I actually did hear that before. I don't know. I'll Google it. <laughs> but uh, a few of my followers, they uh, discussed that most of them did say, you know, the week slash month option, of course, uh, which, I mean, depending on how long the relationship was, uh, the dynamic that was in that relationship, obviously that plays a part in it. And, uh, you know, we did have a lot of people who did just say it was complicated. And, uh, I actually had to go within myself and try to figure out exactly why uh, I may have felt that I, I fell in one of those boxes. So uh, I know, Jenny, you said that it took you more of like the years part. How many years uh, would you probably say that it took? Honestly, probably a year and maybe a year and a half. I don't even want to say for that long, but I mean, it really depends. I went through a different, you know, time then it was it was a lot to kind of process you graduate college and you know you're with all your friends and all of a sudden you're not and you know and then you go through a breakup and it's just you feel a little lonely you know and and so I would say that that was probably the most difficult part because you know you got to really work on making new relationships and friendships and um, and that can take a little bit. And plus, I moved around a couple times. I moved to Houston during that time and then to L.A. And moving to L.A., definitely. that's L.A. is my happy place 100%. So that changed everything for me. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I actually fell within the realm of it's complicated. I am... A little bit indifferent on it just because uh, obviously uh, since the last person I had any type of love and emotions and affection and all that cute soft pink stuff it's been a little bit over three years now and uh, I would be lying if I did say that uh, I don't think about that person every day and I've definitely moved on of course but at the same time they they do cross my mind every day and it's something I don't like you know let uh last and you know I'm not like sitting there just like oh like giving it a minute or two longer or stuff like that but I do they they definitely cross my mind literally every day and uh I did feel that with that situation it was uh a situation that you know it was super duper deep you know uh it was 
very much so like past the physical stuff. It was uh, mental, spiritual in some ways. And uh, yeah, when I broke things off, I felt like uh, I did lose a, a very important limb. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, it really just depends. But yeah, that's something that for me, I did, you know, it, it still kind of haunts me in a way. What about you? I mean, I would say that I, I don't think about that person, you know, all the time, um, you know, or have it cross my mind all the time simply because it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was my longest relationship. So really when he crosses my mind is just honestly any time that I'm even remotely interested in a guy or, you know, or watch, um, <clears throat> excuse me, or even watch just like a romantic comedy or something, you know, he'll pop in my mind for sure. Um, but you know, I, I would say that for the most part, he doesn't cross my mind a lot, but me versus you, mine just wasn't as recent at your, as yours. Mm-hmm. So if mine was as recent as, as yours, I would probably have them cross my mind. Yeah. Like it, it really does depend on, uh, where it falls. And I think with the time, uh, you know, you do have those situations where when you do miss your ex or however long it took for, you know, again, at uh, weeks, months or uh, the like the whole year, some people actually did have uh, where they did say that it took them, you know, uh, longer than that. I mean, like years and years. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's something that definitely happens, but uh, I actually like that a lot of people did feel uh, the need to engage and to uh, be open and discuss what they're going through and stuff. So that definitely made me look at, you know, as far as my personal stance on it with my most recent uh, ex was just like, this was something that was extremely... uh, I don't know. It was super deep. It was really deep. So, yeah, when everything like went to shit and I had to, you know, call it for what it is and and put a halt to it, like I had to do what was best for me. And a lot of people did uh, say that uh, they took like the years or that they might still actually be in love with their ex, um, but they had to do what was best for them, which something that I can definitely uh, identify with because that's something I had to do with me. So how did you, uh, if you remember, like, was it a mutual situation when you and your ex parted ways or was it like one-sided from one of the parties? Like, what about in your situation? For me, you know, that's a really good question because it's a little complicated. Um, You know, when we were in the middle of our breakup, I truly tried to convince myself that it was mutual i really tried because i would say the last six months or so of our relationship you know it should have ended within those six months i mean it just became you know a tumultuous relationship it it truly did and um there was no when I say tumultuous guys it, this, there was no abuse or anything in there like don't think of it that way it just wasn't healthy it was comfortable misery that's how I like to you know that's how I like to describe it is comfortable misery misery because you're you're used to being with that person every single day they're your best friend mm-hmm. um, but I guess for me uh, when it comes to when it comes down to this I feel like I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> you guys, so we actually had some. I'm sorry, that's the question again. <laughs> sorry. So, <laughs> so before we had opened up, I'm sorry, everybody. I really, truly am. <laughs> I was having a moment, and it slipped away. You know what? <laughs> But we're going to find that moment. Uh, we're going to definitely find that moment. I'm really good at circling shit back around. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> You're amazing. You're so good at doing that. 
thank you. No, we we did uh, have. Uh, I made some Moscow mules and stuff, and Jenny had three shots. Yeah, of, three shots of vodka. Gray Goose, by the way. So it's we're legit having a moment right now. Top shelf type shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so what what it was was uh, you know <laughs> if you ever felt that you know uh when you were in that relationship when you did discuss that it was something that lasted a little bit longer than it should yeah, have yeah right okay so um yeah it should have it should have ended a lot sooner than it did um and i tried to convince myself for a very long time that it was mutual because i did see how bad it was and i did understand because i wasn't the greatest person in the world during that and neither was he mm-hmm me probably a little you know more worse than he was but you know so for the longest time like i said i tried to convince myself that it was mutual but once i got older and everything it wasn't at all like you know i got dumped i did and it's a very terrible feeling when especially when you've been with someone for that long and um, you know, and, and, and let me specify that this was my first love ever. Mm. So, you know, so it's, that has an added weight to it as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so like I said, it was very difficult for me once it ended and and that's why it lasted for forever with, um, how long it took me to get over it. You know, because you had the weight of it being the fir- your first love. And, and again, like I was just in the middle of something, you know, not great. You know, graduated college, you move on. Mm-hmm. And like, at least, at least for me, you kind of lose everybody in a little, a little bit. You know, you, you realize what side people were on mm-hmm. after all this time, whose side people were on. And, and, you know, and so it was just tough. So, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question very well. This vodka's great, so. <laughs> no, it is. Uh, no, you did answer the question. Um, in my situation, like with my first love, uh, I just remember it was, you know, the type of situation where people told me, like they, they guys that I knew before, like knew most of my life or whatever, they were best friends of this, uh, of my first love and he actually warned me uh about him <laughs> and i'm like oh no it's uh, whatever you know fuck whatever you're saying i'm gonna get to know this person myself and uh yeah it was it was a situation where i was fresh out of high school i was going into college that year uh i was 18 going on 19 and I fell hard. I ooh, like I really lost myself uh, within that relationship after a while, and uh, I recognized that. And uh, I just remember feeling different emotions uh, that was changing traits of my character uh, and showing me different things that I've never seen before, like within myself. You know, so I identified that, and then I was like, okay, this is not normal for me. Mm-hmm. And I need to do what's best for myself and uh, part ways with this situation. And even though I broke up with uh, with them, that shit fucking hurt. It was tough. It was really tough. It took a while. And then I ended up uh, transferring uh, to go to school in Dallas, um, which I wanted to do anyways. But, you know, uh, I'm originally from Michigan and I've always wanted to move away from Michigan so uh and it's a beautiful state but it just didn't have what i wanted you know in life and uh yeah i went to texas and stuff i had my eye on texas but honestly uh me moving to texas was a sort of uh escape route to you know really seal the deal that i would never go back to this guy like ever again Mm -hmm. i mean with that being said like what was your what's your feedback on that well, I actually find it, first of all, side story. I think it's really fun that you moved to Texas after this whole relationship um, for you because I went to Texas right after mm-hmm. <laughs> with my relationship. Um, 
But I understand completely, you know, how you felt and what you were doing. Um, and how that was kind of your way of helping yourself get over the, you know, your, your, your love, your first love. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's very tough. Wouldn't you say it's very tough to, you know, kind of start over in a sense when you, especially when you're moving? Yeah, it was definitely tough. It was, uh, it was tough in this, in an instance of, you know, me, uh, leaving my family and my friends and all the delicious food restaurants that Detroit has to offer. Uh, it was it was that. That was everything I knew. Of course, um, I wasn't fully happy there, but that's all I knew at that time. So uh, I'm the type of person, like, I thrive off, you know, new adventure and mystery. Mm-hmm. So moving to Texas, you know, granted me, you know, new opportunities that came to me when, uh, certain things I was looking for in Michigan did not have. Um, so it was really cool, and I got to learn a lot about myself. But really, uh, Texas did prepare me for L.A. I, I would definitely credit Dallas uh, for getting me ready um, and prepare for L.A. because I became a little grown man. And I also got to see a lot of like diversity and um, and really just come to myself and really uh, start that growth. And then once I moved to L.A., shit, we both were 22 at the time in 2012. Oh, well, I actually was 23. Remember, I'm a year older than you. But not, yeah, but not by a lot. Mm-hmm. Not a full year older than you. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, but yeah, no, I agree. I had the same exact feeling. I mean, I, at least for myself, and it, and it seems like uh, you are on the same page as me, you know, I was born and raised in Virginia, went to school in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, my relationship was mostly Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and like I said earlier, I moved to Texas as well. Um, we broke up while I was in Houston. Mm. Um, but... I was on that same page. I mean, luckily, I am so, so fortunate that I was living with my best friend ever in the world. Um, if it wasn't for her, Lord knows what, <laughs> what would have happened. Um, but there's something about a new city and that just really surprisingly helps you get through a lot. I mean, it's an added... Um, achievement Mm -hmm. to your life i mean it's very difficult for people to get up and go i lived in virginia like i said i was born and raised and um i moved to houston at 22 um i moved i moved back to virginia at 23 uh saved all the money that i could Mm -hmm. um and moved to la and you know la changed my entire life la became my happy place and you know me, Kenny. I, I've wanted to live in L.A. ever since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to move there. And I knew uh, a good you know, handful of people that genuinely did not think I was actually going to go. Mm-hmm. My ex-boyfriend included. Hmm. Um, and so moving to L.A., you know, new adventures. New adventures is a great way to put it, Kenny, because... How do you how do you grow if you stay in one spot? I'm not saying you need to move in order to, mm-hmm. you know, progress your life. But I highly suggest it to anyone and everybody. And, you know, like I said, L.A. is my happy place. And that just changed my entire outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Just changed my life in general. I've done things I've never thought I would do. Mm-hmm. Um and just new adventures. I mean, that's helped me with everything. You know, getting over that breakup, meeting new people, you know, really becoming an adult, mm-hmm. you know, and just growing up. I was so young. I was so young. We've, I've almost been, I've been here for six and a half years now. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just wild. I mean, and how much we've all progressed is insane. It's great. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, you know, even with me, I had a ton of people who doubted, you know, uh, I wanted to move to L.A. since I was about six years old and I had spoke on it and spoken into existence since since then. 
and uh moving to texas was that first step to get me into the the mindset like oh i can leave my comfortable zone i can leave my box like uh i always knew that i wasn't the type of person to be boxed in and uh when i was able to get that courage to move away uh that just you know really proved to me that oh well you're capable of so much more so i mean uh again for me like you know moving to texas was something that i wanted to do already but it was uh an added bonus of escape from my first love mm-hmm. and uh even when i experienced my most recent ex you know that was back in 2015 and in that situation well you know jenny you obviously know of course but it was uh a very unique, interesting, strange, cool situation. I mean, it was it was very nuanced, and uh, I was dealing with a a man who was who identified as straight. Yeah, that's right. He identified as straight, but I mean, all the signs were there. I I personally think all the signs were there that you know you y'all's relationship. I don't even want to call it a friendship. Y'all's relationship was, I mean, it was just on another level. Yeah, he identified as straight, but, you know, we all knew. Mm-hmm. We all knew that, I mean, how deep y'all's relationship went. And it really is unfortunate how how things, you know, ended, how things happened with you, with you two, but... But yeah, no, it's very different. It's very Yeah, it was it was definitely very different. I mean, uh, you know, that's something that uh again, it got to the point where you kind of see where it's going. We started off as friends. First off, you know, I, one thing about me is uh I never chase after a straight man. Like I am openly gay as fuck. And <laughs> Like, I am super fucking gay, and I live in my truth, and uh, that's obviously the type of person I want, you know, uh, when it comes to romance. And uh, in that particular situation, it was something that started off on the foundation of friendship only, and uh, it became something totally different, uh, super fast. And I just remember the first time that I... uh, realized that I was falling in love and I just remember I he dropped me off at home and I got into the elevator and he crossed my mind and I'm like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) here we go (laughs) I'm like oh shit like uh uh-oh and I remember I um I did tear up and I probably like uh, I shed about like three tears uh on that elevator ride up to my my loft at the time and it was like uh oh this is not going to end well <laughs> and uh because a lot of times you know it's the same narrative you know uh it's it's romanticized you know gay guy falls in love with a straight guy it's always the coming of age story and he helps the uh the straight guy realize that he's not actually straight and uh then it's a uh, sometimes happily ever after and most times of course if you take away the movie call me by your name which is one of my fave moves uh but you know obviously that didn't end well for emilio but uh that's more of the realistic uh stance on what these type of dynamics uh you know what those uh really showcase but in our in our thing it's just like you know hey this is not going to be easy and um it's like do i cut this dude off but it's like damn but I really like this guy. I really enjoy his company as a friend on top of that. So do I just disappear and just ghost him? And he's going to have a lot of questions like, what the fuck happened? Like, where did you go? And I'm like, "Ah, I got to handle some things, some inner turmoil. Ah." (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, really, like, uh, that's that's one of the uh, things that I, I did have to deal with. But um I obviously stayed and it went a little bit over a year and uh, 
it it was a situation where you know it was seeming promising and um it was looking like <clears throat> like uh me being around and uh me helping expose him to certain things and ways of thinking and stuff and open up his mind and uh teaching him how to shed a lot of the stuff that he was uh taught as a kid and growing up that um he was showing progress as far as you know uh being more open uh verbally about his emotions uh physical yeah. um you know so i'm like oh i think i'm doing a justice to this relationship and eventually got to the point where i'm like i think i'm being a crutch actually for this guy and i i think i'm like you know i'm keeping him in his comfort zone mm -hmm. yeah i don't think we're really progressing and uh this is not what I wanted. So I had to really decide like, okay, this is something that, you know, this is what you do not want. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what you stand for. You know what you're willing to, you know, sacrifice and what you're not willing to sacrifice. And I'm like, I'm not willing to sacrifice my peace of mind for this guy, even though I am actively in love. Mm -hmm. I am way more in love with myself. <laughs> I mean, you showed, you, you know, showed him a lot. You taught him so much. Mm -hmm. You guys were together all the time. Mm -hmm. We really were. It was, it was definitely a situation where it was on a, like I say, a very spiritual level companionship type situation. And uh, I do miss that. Uh, that was the first time I've ever dealt with, you know, um, someone who was a companion. Uh, you know, we actually liked each other like we were best friends. Mm -hmm. And then we were starting to peel away those layers of uh, of intimacy um, slowly but surely. And I just knew, of course, if I had kept quiet and didn't really fight for what I wanted for myself, that we would have eventually gotten there. But it just would have been too slow for my pace, you know, so. I had to be like, look, uh, one of my one of my mentors, uh, Tisha, she was like, you're a gay adult. He's like a gay baby. <laughs> I can see that. I yeah. can see. I could totally see what she meant by that. Yeah, because it's like you're you know, you've been out the closet and and you are living in your truth since you were 18 and stuff. And, you know, at this point he was uh, in his, you know, we were both in our 20s, but um yeah, he was an adult, you know, living his life and being independent and everything. And uh, I think it was a situation where I was the first person he was able to express those feelings and show like that type of affection with. Um, and yeah, it just happened to be he was as far as advancement and uh, like stages and levels of being gay and acceptance. I was definitely the adult and he was the newborn fetus <laughs> <laughs> he was the newborn fetus yeah we don't got time for like dealing with like i didn't sign up for a baby you know <laughs> no you did not no you did not mm -mm. yeah i mean so so yeah that's that's when it had to dissolve but yeah because it was such a strong relationship it was uh like missing a limb once i did have to break everything off and he fought he fought it hard i mean mm -hmm. Uh, this guy was, you know, drinking, which he uh, drank socially, but he was getting like plaster, shit face, drunk, uh, road rage, fighting people, getting off, uh, getting out of his car and stuff and like fighting people like he was really disruptive. And I mean, texting me, calling me all times of the night, just like cussing everybody out and just like really just showing the fuck out like he was a mess and uh it was all of that untapped uh emotion that he had within himself uh that he was feeling so i'm like oh, i don't know what to like really do i mean i i gotta do what i gotta do like we're on two different levels you know at the end of the day so uh with yours uh when did you see that it needed to end you know i noticed you mentioned that it was uh it went on six months longer than it should have but uh, what were some like the last few signs uh, that you were like, okay, this is it. So, <clears throat> so let's see, we graduated in May, mid May of 2011. And um, that July, you know, my best friend and I, she wanted me to move to Houston. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I just graduated, um, you know, and I need something new in my life. And I knew it was going to be a huge deal um, moving there. <laughs> Get your foot up. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Kenny did something funny. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So I decided to move to Houston. And that's when mentally I had a feeling like I'm not I'm not stupid. You know, I, I in the back of my mind, I knew me moving to Houston was going to cut the cord at some point. I knew it was. And it's definitely going to be a lot sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did I move to Houston in order for that to happen? Not at all. Mm-hmm. I love my best friend more than anything in the world. And I thought it'd be a great thing to do. Maybe. Miss Meredith, by the way. Yeah, shout out to Meredith. Uh, she is the best person in the world. Meredith Loving Greeno. Well, Meredith Paxton Loving Greeno. Sorry, I said your whole name. Too bad. Um, no, but anyway, yeah. So I went and moved with her. And she was already living in Houston. And so then my ex-boyfriend, he drove down with me to Houston. He drove with me. And he stayed for the week mm-hmm. when we when we got there. And then after he left, I just that I just knew I was like this this is it. But I'm that type of person, Kenny. You know, I'm that type of person that just holds on. Mm-hmm. I hold on no matter how shitty or great it is, which and which could be a blessing and obviously a, a major curse because mm-hmm. it's very difficult for me to give up. Mm-hmm. And I felt like. You know, when we broke up, when I was broken up with, mm-hmm. you know, even then I was like, I don't want to give up, even mm-hmm. though I knew it was done. I just knew, I, I mean, the sign was there the second I decided to move to Houston. I mean, that was just kind of it. But I mm-hmm. think, you know, I don't want to speak for him because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, I, we were, it was very clear, like, this, this is it. And then we just kind of became mean and everything, you know, because mm-hmm. it was just, but that's, you know what, guys, you know, I, I know people get mean towards the end of relationships. Yes, relationships, a lot of relationships actually last a lot longer than they should. Yeah. And, but I get it because, you know, like I said, you know, it can be comfortable misery. Mm-hmm. You don't want to give up because it's someone that's a huge part of your life. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was that moment. It was me deciding to move to Houston. I would say that that uh, was definitely one hundred percent the catalyst that it was over. Mm-hmm. Let's just see how long it's going to take. Yeah, and it's it's uh, good that you did mention the being mean part at the end of the relationship because I mean. I got like, <laughs> I got ruthless, uh, you know, towards the end of the relationship because I was so over it at that point that I just didn't give a fuck. And I'm like, you know what? I'm literally going to speak my mind and not be afraid of voicing my opinion, which, by the way, you guys, I voice my fucking opinion whenever. But in this situation, because it was so delicate and I felt that it was such a soft topic, um, was because I didn't want to uh, scare him off. You know, that was my biggest thing was like, I don't want to scare this guy off because, you know, uh, he identifies as something other than what I identify as, as. And But his actions, what we're doing, what we're talking about, what we're planning for the future is something totally different. Mm-hmm. And uh, he obviously feels the type of way that he can't communicate. And I just didn't want to say too much or maybe push things uh where it would make him feel uh uncomfortable and exposed to the point where he would have to recluse himself and uh you know that would be the end of uh the relationship but also the friendship because again it started off as a platonic friendship that 
uh, really evolved into something totally different um, as the time went on. But uh, yeah, I I was just like, fuck it. Like, you know, I'm just about to say what I really feel and not really uh, shield myself from like and and really censor myself just for your comfort. Mm-hmm. And I, I went at it. Oh, my God. Like I was going through Otex. And I'm like, wow, I was I was like telling him like some shit, like keep my name out your mouth. I better not like it was it was a lot, you know, but um, no, it's something that, you know, we all have to deal with and stuff. And even when it comes to, you know, rather if you're still in love with your ex, if it's, it's if it's communicated, um, you know, enough with the the broad spectrum of people, you know, us millennials, <laughs> I think that we need to discuss things like that, because a lot of times we uh, we just sweep things under the rug and just make it like it didn't happen. Definitely. And uh, yeah, so that's why I always try to create some type of platform for people to discuss like, hey, if, if this particular topic of if you're still in love with your ex, you know, it's like, well, how long did it take for you? Because everyone's individual. And and again, like everyone's dynamic within those relationships were uh, different, you know, so because I had so many people um, who it took those months or, you know, sometimes a year. And, uh, you know, I had one of my guys say that, you know, basically he was just saying, you know, that uh, it took him a few months and that most people, he felt that most people should be able to get over uh, their relationships uh, fairly early and quick and stuff. And he tried to uh, bring it over to the fact that, you know, this generation lacks uh communication skills and oh, and uh and have like this entitlement and stuff like that and i'm like i agree with you but at the same time this is something that crosses generations um you can't really put a a time stamp on uh heartbreaking the healing process mm-hmm. you know cuz i've talked i've spoke to people who are uh, you know, my mother's age, my my grandmother's age, my, you know, and older and healing and heartbreak is something that, again, it crosses time, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of, you know, us being in 2019 and uh, regardless of the fact of the unfortunate fact that, you know, us millennials and uh, the Generation Z kids and all their fuckery, we... <laughs> <laughs> And all their fuckery. But, I mean, that's true. Sorry. It's so Sorry. true. <laughs> it's so true. Guys, get it together. <laughs> it's so it's so true. And uh, we do live in a generation where uh, we're we're all you know technology advanced and stuff. And in that instance, you know, we we chat with emojis and and acronyms of things, and which I barely know most of these fucking acronyms. I have to usually Google like what. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> what to was it TBH? It was it? I don't know. I've Googled so many. Y'all, I am 29 and I feel like I am 79. I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, people people these days they don't really speak in full English and it's like they're also unable to communicate their feelings and uh you know and see, that's what's sorry not to interrupt. That's what's sad to me, mm-hmm. is because, you know, guys, just a little background on me and Kenny. Kenny is one of the my first friends that I met in L.A., mm-hmm. and he's my longest friend in L.A. Mm-hmm. I love him dearly, and the one thing that makes us, I think, work so well, is the fact that we communicate. Mm-hmm. on such a fantastic level. I mean, Kenny and I talk about anything and everything. You know, we ask each other the uncomfortable questions. Mm-hmm. We communicating is key. Mm-hmm. And if people just had conversations about things instead of reacting mm. or, you know, like you said, sending just emojis or something have a conversation Mm -hmm. you know 
texting can get so misconstrued. I mean, Kenny, how many times have you, I mean, come on now, how many times have you and I texted Mm -hmm. and one of us, mostly me, because I'm just, whatever, I'm just strange, but. No, you're awesome, but yeah, it does get misconstrued sometimes. Yeah, and so, and then what do we ultimately end up doing? One of us either calls each other right after it starts to get a hot mess texting wise, and we're like, okay, let's figure out what we're saying because Mm -hmm. this is getting lost in translation. Communication, guys, I'm telling you, it is key. It's it's scary to do. You know, Kenny talking about his last love. I applaud him for being so honest. Honest honesty is very difficult. I understand that. It's very it's something that's very easier said than done mm-hmm. completely. But it is worth it. You get your point across, you're honest, and a weight gets lifted off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's hard. It's very, very difficult at times. Mm-hmm. But just do it. And I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's because, you know, as we've gotten older, it's a lot. For me, at least, as I've gotten older, it's become a lot easier to communicate. And I don't know if it's because the older you get, the more you worry about yourself. Not in a mean way. Not mm-hmm. in a cruel selfish way like too bad i don't care about you it's all about me blah 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 Mm -hmm. no i mean at the end of the day you really need to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. you got to be honest with yourself you got to really you know not to sound cheesy but really kind of just cherish yourself Mm -hmm. i mean if you're not happy you need to figure out the reason why you can't focus on other people you gotta you know really take care of yourself yeah and these days people uh like I say, the millennial generation, but also these Generation Z kids, because they all they know is technology. It's it's really sad because looking through you know social media and stuff, people are so quick to like how you said react and uh, without communicating how they really feel. Like if they felt you know if something didn't go the way that they wanted to, or if someone you know. Uh, hurt their feelings and stuff like that. They're so quick to let that misunderstanding and miscommunication uh, just be that and not figure out a resolution, you know, because sometimes things can be saved if you just communicate instead of posting uh, some uh, cryptic subtweet meme. Don't sorry, not to interrupt again, but just don't be petty. That's the one thing I've noticed about younger generations. You know, you guys are fun and everything. You can really enlighten everybody. But I've noticed a little bit that it's petty. Mm-hmm. And which I under I understand. I don't know. I mean, again, you and I, we communicate very well. Mm-hmm. And Kenny's right, guys. I mean, if you just communicate, if you just pick up the phone, mm-hmm. talk it out so many things can be saved from that Mm -hmm. just because something bad happens once in a friendship or relationship or something Mm -hmm. don't just throw it away in two seconds Mm -hmm. try if you care just talk it out i'm rambling guys this vodka is fantastic (laughs) it is it, it is a good it is a good uh vodka i must say but no yeah that's that's just one of the the many things that i do see with our generation and the younger ones uh people are just so quick to react and not communicate with uh how they feel and that will lead to them having exes rather it's you know ex friendships or ex you know romantic relationships or even ex possible situations you know like when you're just getting to know someone like a simple miscommunication can happen but it's just like don't let that deter you from finding some type of middle ground but uh no that's that's definitely something that that's super important with with exes but even going into the next topic which i definitely want to hear your opinion on jenny uh about now having our exes and learning our lessons and stuff are you currently looking to date or you know um how are you how open are you into the possibility of love 
I mean, honestly, like I'm very, <laughs> I mean, I'm very open to it. I'm very open to it now. Um, I used to resist so strong. You know that. Mm-hmm. I used to resist so much. I mean, I've had my flings in the past. Um, and, and I honestly, I, I kind of, I mean, I, I was bitter for a very long time. Not with my ex, you know, just like going along and, you know, having these flings here and there and, um, you know, seeing what my other friends were going through and everything, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it was just very, what's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point anymore? Everything just can end up terribly. I mean, I had a very negative mindset about love and y- you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but very recently, I would say the last year, I've been very open to it. I've been very open to it. Um, because I kind of have adapted a a, a why not men- mentality, if that makes sense. Um, you know, we're all getting older. We're in L.A. of all places. I mean, L.A. is a very difficult place to find love for everyone. <laughs> Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Relationships are, I mean, that's it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more open to it, you become and again i'm you know i'm still working on that being open but i'm very well if it happens now great Mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen for a while i'm fine with that too because you know a little side note guys you know and i think kenny is on the same wavelength as me you know i spend a good amount of time by myself not not like just by myself just doing things alone because I think it's very important, very important um, to really learn who you are, uh, you know, and, and how to entertain yourself. I've, I've said this all the time, Kenny. If you cannot entertain yourself, then how can you entertain somebody else? How can you be happy with who you are and learn new things? I mean, you know, yesterday, for example, guys, I went out and saw two movies back to back uh i love that she did that that's something i pull all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i learned that from kenny you know i saw two movies back to back um and i ate dinner right across from the theater in between movies and i had a fantastic time you know i've really cherished my alone moments i mean like i said it's very important to be have your alone moments um but that has made me also i feel like really welcome myself and 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 i'm open to love i think that's very important because you learn who you're who you learn about yourself Mm -hmm. and then you're just like okay you know what i like myself i'm cool with myself Mm -hmm. i'd be happy if someone were to join me for the ride now i so agree with that because uh for everyone who doesn't know me for sure for sure I am naturally an introvert and I, oh, I love my alone time. It is a treasure treat, (laughs) supreme, amazing experience. And um, I really like, you know, going back to what Jenny said, I totally agree with you have to know yourself. You have to be able to enjoy yourself and love yourself and find out those things that you cherish and what you stand for before you even think about entertaining someone else, you have to be comfortable with yourself alone to get ready and prepared for someone else. You know, uh, because I know for me, I I really do feel that uh, once love comes, I am, I am open to it, I'm ready for it. I know that I can entertain it wholeheartedly, uh, you know, and that's because I know myself so well because of the time spent alone and figuring out exactly what I want and what, you know, are my uh, base morals and standards for, you know, relationships, uh, platonic, romantic, or, you know, you never know. So those are things that are super important for, I think, any individual to have. And uh, there's just so many people these days who they need to be entertained by the masses and for, 
for what? Like, you know, some people need to feel validated by having groups around them. And uh, they never get the chance to understand who they really are because they're so crowded, you know, with noise from other people all the time. So it's just like, spend some time alone, go to the movies alone. It's fucking great. Oh my God, you guys (laughs) try it out. (laughs) No, seriously, try it out. Going to the movies alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just fantastic, guys. I'm telling you. I know it sounds sounds weird to somebody who's never done it. Mm -hmm. But the second you do, do it. It's really therapeutic. It's, yeah. it's it's really therapeutic. And even when it comes down to, you know, going to dinner by yourself, uh, I love, you know, getting a nice little booth and putting my headphones in and I can see, you know, the interest and the exits because that's just how I was raised. You have to know the interest and the exits because people are cray cray these <laughs> days and you got to know if it's an escape route. Okay. Uh, but you also need to be uh, totally open to seeing what's around you, but uh, and experiencing, you know, uh, people watching and seeing people who may not be by themselves and they may be with a group of friends and you might overhear their conversations and giggle to yourself and, you know, enjoy your meal and stuff. It's something really therapeutic about it. And and even like, you know, I love taking a nice little night walk. I know Jenny likes to take a night drive, though. Oh, I love a night cruise. Just blast your music, be by yourself, just really feel it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. It's just really nice. I highly suggest that everybody do it. <laughs> yeah, I love like, you know, I'll play like some jazz and stuff and, you know, or some nice little chill ambient music, you know, something sweet. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that's super important. And for that reason, it brings me to say, yes, I'm... I'm so open and I think that's something that we both are, you know, putting our as our goals for 2019 is that we're going to make more of an effort to put ourselves out there more because we have, you know, definitely got comfortable alone and uh, being in our little nest and uh, we we can it, it is a lot of room for us to. Uh, take those uh, potential opportunities to put ourselves out there more and meet these guys because there's only so much that, you know, online dating and Tinder can do for you. Uh, People aren't going to really know that you exist unless you go outside. And um, I mean, you know, even if that's you going out to the movies by yourself, like you're, you're automatically, you know, subjected to meeting new people. <laughs> so I think that we're definitely taking those steps and stuff. But that that brings me to say, you know, at the same time, and I, I, I would, after I say this, I want you to tell me like what your feedback is, but I'm a little afraid of uh, disturbing my peace. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like uh, I'm so comfortable with who I am. And I'm so comfortable, obviously, automatically just being mostly alone uh, and having uh, someone who will not disturb that peace, you know, with their bullshit, you know, with uh, their communication issues or their past relationship issues or, you know, trust and love and insecurities and things and uh, inadequacies that may arise and stuff. Those are things that make me a bit fearful. So I would probably say I'm not so much afraid of love, but I am afraid of falling in love with the wrong person. You know, I kind of agree with that because, you know, I cherish my alone time so much just like you. And if I'm going to make myself open to love, you know, I mean, I hope it's, I don't want to be with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. You know, my alone time, I love it so much. I mean, I was, I was telling you yesterday and I was telling, and I was telling my best friend Meredith yesterday, you know, I was like, I enjoy my alone time so much that it almost scares me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I know that feeling. No, but it almost scares me that I love it so much because the second I have somebody in my life like that Mm -hmm. in a way you almost can't be alone i mean 
I honestly can't remember one time that I knew somebody in a relationship that did something by themselves. I mean, and maybe I'm speaking too generally. Like, I have married friends, and, you know, they, they do their own things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, but, so I'm probably speaking very incorrectly for a lot of people. But, you know, that's what I'm scared about. Like, that's, and that's another thing. That's another question I want to ask is, you know, when you do start dating somebody, you know, is it is it fair to have your alone time? Is it weird? Is it sketchy to that other person? You know, why do you want to go do this by yourself? Like, it, it seems like, and again, guys, I might be wrong. I'm not 100% sure. But it seems like it could pose an issue, maybe, being alone. And, and you know, so, I, I mean, I don't know how to react to that. What do you think, Kenny? I think that a lot of people, because most people are the type of individuals who need that that uh, crowd around them and someone always next to them and, and consoling them and stuff, and they lack that courage to really be alone because, I mean, in our society, uh, doing those things that we explain that we like to do uh, that are therapeutic for us, um, you know, having that one-on-one time with ourselves it's looked down on, it's looked down, you know, it's looked at as uh, weird or strange for people to go to the movies by themselves or go to dinner by themselves or, uh, I mean, do any type of extracurricular activity that some people deem as social group, you know, outings. Um, And for that reason, that would make it super uncomfortable to be in a relationship with, yourself but also with another person and you guys don't have your own identity and it's so important to have that you need to know exactly who you are your partner needs to know exactly who the who they are and you guys have to have individual um ideas uh individual identities and um and uh mindsets but also have that collective understanding of what you guys uh bring to the table collectively and that's what I want. And that's something that I uh, strive for when I am now putting myself out there a little bit more uh, in this dating pool, which, again, L.A.'s dating scene is horrible. <laughs> I mean, I get that the this generation's dating scene is really bad in general. And even when I talk to my parents, the dating scenes back then was, you know, complicated. But technology has really cause a rift in uh the intercommunication skills of people you know um but it's just like it's definitely magnified when you come to la because so many people are out here striving for better lives and they're they're going for their dreams and stuff and they're so busy and at the end of the day people want love but they don't know how to communicate it they don't know how to respond to it if it's knocking them upside the head and also we do live in that generation where uh, being petty is uh, justified. You know, it's a laughable thing, um, you know, and that's that's something that is not cool with me at all. And uh, those are the wrong people that that I do that I do fear falling in love with, you know, um, because so, so many people here in L.A., they'll present themselves as totally different. And then you'll find out their true colors and it's like, oh, shit, you know, so the vetting process has to be, you know, strategic. It has to be ironclad, um, you know, but it's just like at the end of the day, like I don't want to deal with what I dealt with in 2015. Um, and I'm just looking for someone to uh, give me what I felt um, in, in 2015 with my ex but even more on a more adult, amplified, mature level, uh, you know, because when I tell you I am literally, you know, haunted by my ex, I feel haunted because we had such a great connection and such a bond. Uh, it was a first time for that that feeling of companionship and it's it's gone you know this is someone that i knew so well and he knew me so well and we just don't know each other anymore like we're literally not in each other's lives at all 
So it's very surreal when you think about it. But uh, I'm just waiting for the time where I'll meet someone that will give me that and then some and a lot more uh, so that he can be, uh, you know, a memory in the past, of course, but I won't feel haunted anymore. Like, you know, you know, it's funny that you say the haunted thing um, because I know exactly what you're saying. I totally understand what you're saying because when you're haunted by something that, you know, hit you so deeply, love, you know, love hits everyone so deeply. Um, it's easy to let it sit there. It's easy to let it manifest and kind of, and kind of hinder you mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but with that said, it's also, <clears throat> excuse me, it's also very much like, guys, I'm sorry, my drunkenness <laughs> got the way again. Reel it in, I, reel it in. I am the worst. I am so bad at this, guys. I lose track of what I'm saying. I'm sorry. I think you're pretty good. Am I, I think though? you're. Am I, though? Let's be honest. Um, no, but yeah, it, it's it's easy to let it hinder you. But what I've discovered in the sense, like I said, my relationship was a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did hinder me for a very long time. Um, but in that regard, it helped me learn how to be myself and enjoy myself because going, tapping back into what you're saying about having your own identity, your own individuality. I mean, how boring. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. Like how boring is it to just be the same as everybody else? Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm in a relationship, I mean, obviously, yes, I want to have things in common with this person. I want to get along with this person. I do want us to feel like a union, like we're a united front. Mm -hmm. Obviously, of course I want that. But be your own person because that's the beauty of, I mean, how did they fall in love with you to begin with? Mm-hmm. They, fell in who, they fell in love with who you were as your own person. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to be by yourself, learn yourself, know yourself, mm-hmm. because you can eventually let these ghosts go, these, this haunted feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think being by yourself and having your individual personality in your life can release you mm-hmm. in a way you feel liberated mm-hmm. and i mean that's that's a tough thing in and of itself to just kind of own and you know like i said being haunted is you know it's it's a horrible feeling when it comes to love no, it, it, it totally is. And like I say, with my with my ex, you know, I've obviously moved on and stuff. But yeah, like I said, I, I would just be uh, lying if I wasn't real with myself and then also real with you guys, because I strive to get to know about people. And I, I love to know people's, you know, ideologies and things and, and everything, their opinions and and individual uh, thought processes and all that stuff. And I seek truth, you know, so I have to be true in myself. And that's why I said, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, you know, when it comes to missing your ex, uh, how long did it take? Because it took me a while and it's still in a complicated mind space just because, again, I he does cross my mind every single day uh because we were so uh we were so drawn to each other i mean it was crazy and and the connection and the bond of that relationship was uh super next level but like i say i mean it really just comes down to the fact that you know i we're both doing those things we're making that effort to put ourselves out there more and uh to receive those benefits of a good man that's going to be able to treat us the way we want to be treated and it's going to be vice versa because we have to also do the same duty for him you know um so it's just like 
get those get those opportunities go after it really fight for it and uh put that effort in to meet that person that's gonna really be your your one and only and uh you know anyone who fell short in the past they will cease to have that much of you know an effect so uh you know i think we we obviously had a, a great conversation on this topic on on both topics of the x and then also just you know uh the opportunities of love but i really really want to thank miss jenny i again one of my best friends in the entire world um you know for joining me on this discussion and stuff and yeah jenny did you have any lasting uh you know comments or anything i just want to say that you know these were some great topics to discuss because you know we've all been there mm-hmm. everyone I, I i think that a lot of people know these feelings that we we're talking about today and you know my closing statement really is you know you gotta learn who you are you gotta be comfortable with yourself um every situation with past loves exes friendships any kind of relationship it's all a learning experience and you know it 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 honestly does guys not to be a cheesy person not to have a moment (laughs) but it really does help you grow and the more you learn the more open you'll be to everything truly and thank you